0: One Oak Magellan outcome too close to call, July 26, 2023. The market currently assigns barely 50-50 odds of the One Oak Magellan merger receiving shareholder approval from both companies. When the deal was announced in May, approval was judged to be highly likely, but it soon receded as analysts offered only lukewarm approval. We offered our view, see, one oak does a deal nobody needs, within a few days. In mid-June, Jim Murchie of Energy Income Partners wrote an open letter criticizing the transaction as not good for Magellan unit holders, especially long-term investors whose recapture on deferred taxes will exceed the $25 per Magellan unit being offered in the transaction. Energy Income Partners released a second open letter on July 17, which reinforced their reasons for remaining opposed to the merger. They contrast Magellan's current fear that electric vehicle adoption will threaten their refined products pipeline volumes with recent previously expressed confidence in their outlook. They calculate that the deal premium is inadequate to compensate Magellan unit holders for the tax payments they'll have to make. EIP correctly argues that while Magellan unit holders already had the deferred tax liability that will come due if the deal closes, they currently have some control over when to realize that liability. The One Oak Magellan transaction will make those deferred taxes due now. Control over the timing of one's tax bill has value, which this transaction fails to acknowledge. The deal's odds of success bottomed out in mid-June with EIP's first letter. They subsequently recovered but have dipped again over the past week with the second letter. The market has already offered its opinion on the transaction, and it is value-destroying. The 22% premium promised with the initial press release quickly evaporated as One Oak stock sank, reducing its value as partial payment for Magellan units. From the day preceding the deal announcement, Magellan is today up 9% compared with its sector, defined as the American Energy Independence Index, or AEITR. One Oak has lagged the AEITR by 4%. Because One Oak's market cap is around 2.3 times Magellan's, An investor holding a market rate position in both companies is worse off than if she had simply held the AEITR. In aggregate, One Oak and Magellan investors together are $2.5 billion worse off than if they had been invested in diversified midstream energy infrastructure. It's therefore fair to say that even the modest likelihood of the deal's approval has already destroyed $2.5 billion in value. If the deal closes, investor losses will be even greater. We remain unconvinced of the deal's merits and solidly opposed, eagerly awaiting the opportunity to vote no twice, once on our one-oak holding and again on our Magellan holding. Sometimes the most profitable capital allocation decisions are to divest assets rather than acquire them. This is the case with Kinder Morgan and their sale of the Trans Mountain Pipeline Expansion Project, or TMX to Canada's federal government in 2018. Kinder Morgan had found themselves caught in the middle of a political dispute between oil producer in Alberta, who wanted the added capacity to transport its crew to the Pacific coast, and liberal British Columbia, who opposed it. Canada's PM Justin Trudeau led the Canadian government's acquisition of TMX for 4.5 billion Canadian dollars. Arguing its completion was in the national interest. Five years later, TMX is less than a year from completion, and the cost looks like 30.9 billion Canadian dollars, around four times what KMI estimated when they began the project in 2016. As recently as February 2020, the Canadian government, which was by then the owner, estimated 12.6 billion Canadian dollars. Then COVID forced a suspension of activity. Ongoing legal challenges from environmentalists and flooding added delays. Other drivers of higher costs cited include, in quotes, General construction, industry and materials cost inflation, supply chain challenges, labor shortages, preservation of indigenous archaeological discoveries along the pipeline's route, and low contractor productivity, close quotes. Because the Canadian government wants to recoup its investment, the ballooning cost of Trans Mountain expansion will be reflected in higher tariffs for shippers using the pipeline. Precise charges depend on the amount of capacity a shipper is committed to use and the term of the agreement. But RBN Energy, who recently published a detailed analysis of TMX, estimates that some customers could wind up paying more than 10 Canadian dollars per barrel. To illustrate how expensive this is, Enbridge's Canadian Mainline Pipeline, which runs from Edmonton to the U.S. Midwest, where it connects the pipelines to the U.S. Gulf Coast, offers similar pricing. So Canadian Mainline will be competitive with TMX for access to crude oil export terminals, even though it covers almost three times the distance. The outcome vindicates KMI's decision to sell TMX. At the time, the company said they would shut down the project if they couldn't sell it. Had KMI retained TMX and continued construction throughout its tumultuous last five years, the spiraling cost would have weighed significantly on its stock price. Asset sales don't come with a post-disposition IRR, but this might be the best capital allocation decision KMI has made in a very long time.